Uh, how the gigs going? Great. Very good. You just mm. did uh, the chicken a couple of weekends ago. Yeah, that was fun. That was good. Mm. Yeah. The private gig that I got given from that has unfortunately been postponed. But, yeah, yeah so a punter liked, yeah. she's Yeah. I felt kind of complimented by it, but then she said, oh, we wanted a drag queen, but we couldn't find one. Oh, fuck. <laughs> and I'm like. What the fuck is that? Hopefully you didn't choose me because yeah. I resemble a drag yeah. queen. I mean, Jeez. I know I wear a lot of makeup, but fucking hell. <laughs> fuck, man. <laughs> yeah. Thanks a lot. <laughs> yeah. That was fun. That was good. I look forward to doing it again. Step it up next time, though. Instead of five minutes, we'll do 15. Yeah. This wasn't your first time in a big crowd, was it? No, no, no. Like a paid, was it a paid spot? Yeah, it was. Oh, good. I'm still waiting though. Yeah, it'll come. <laughs> yeah. Uh, nice little surprise. Some of them take like eight months. Okay. It's fucking crazy. Okay. All right. Yeah, they just think artists have a lot of money. Morons. Well, yeah. I suppose it's good that you don't. Um, I've never looked into comedy as a form of income. So when I do get paid, it's even if it's 20 bucks. My eyes pop out of my head. I'm like, this is amazing. Yeah, if you were relying on stand-up here for your income, Yeah, I'd be, be a very, very thin woman. <laughs> 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 I'd be living in the gutter. Good yeah. times. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So what's been happening? Um, I'm gigging heaps. It's been really good. Yeah. I feel like since the last pod I was on, my work ethics changed a lot. I remember we had a conversation about, you said, what if you won Tuts Lotto? You can go and do... Um, an hour every night, that would be amazing. And I You don't want to do that. Well, I ended up just saying, no, can I do it two times a week? Yeah. Because I need my alone time. And now it's like, no, nah, fuck it, let's do it. Uh, so my mind's changing. I'm enjoying the process more. It's yep. good. I've been waiting to feel like this. What do you think changed? Um, immense dissatisfaction with life. But then I think that just could have been COVID in general, mm. you know, feeling really bored. But also... I don't know. There's nothing else really going on. It's And I'm really satisfied with comedy as a creative outlet. So, yeah, and just the writing process and challenging yourself to be better. It's like it used to be a job for me to write more and now it's a little bit, it's a little bit easier. You know, it's fun to look at a sentence that you've put in a joke and go, that's good, but how can I make it great? You know, it's a giggle point. Why don't I make it a cackle point sort of thing? And, and playing around with it. And then, you know, talking to your mates about different punchlines and then giving you ideas and opening up uh, different avenues for where the joke can go and stuff. I'm just enjoying the process. Mm. Enjoy hanging out with rad people. I mean, I don't, I don't like massive crowds anymore. I used to go and see bands a lot and now I can't be bothered. And I never feel like I can't be bothered to gig. So why not just enjoy it and push and see what happens, you know? Yeah, that's great. Yeah. That's I mean, like if you're ticking in... every box, isn't it? It that's, is. You're but... inter- interested, being interested in the process is mm. like, yeah, the fundamental. Yeah, yeah. If you enjoy the journey. I mean, yeah. you know, of course, I, I, I would like some cool things to happen as in my, my goals are the same as what they were a year ago, but we got, we all got cock blocked by COVID. Thank mm. you. Um, I'd love to drop down to part time eventually, even just go from five days to four would be awesome. And then even if I'm doing a paid gig once every couple of weeks or every three weeks, something, you know, that'd be great. Do you spend every day on your material or you Mm, try? I try and do, I try and do something every day, even if that's replacing one sentence, even if it's staring at my notes. Yeah. Um, I feel like I'm better off trying to take advantage when my mind's in the flow state. Because if I try and force it, I don't think I'm going to come up with gold. Sometimes you're in a really manic or lucid or um, just a really creative headspace. And it's like, that's when you've got to jump in. And that's when you've got to write stuff. Because you can feel the ideas. It's like they're tangible and they're bouncing in your head. I swear I'm sitting in my kitchen going, because they're bouncing around, you know? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I read this ridiculous article on... uh science, some science journal that said that, uh, the most creative time for a person is just as they're falling asleep. Yep. Have you read that? No, that happens to me all the fucking time. And I get really pissed off because it's like, I've spent the afternoon trying to focus on writing and I've spent a lot of that time procrastinating. I'll exercise or meal prep or do something. I'm just like, sit down and write. Come on, you can do it. And then it doesn't happen. And then I go, right. 
go to sleep and you can try again tomorrow. And I'm laying there. Yeah, and you can't. Smart people will sit in that state purposely and try and remember what they actually think of in that state. And so, or stay in that state for as long as they can. What, what sort of state? Like just nodding off? Yeah, so you're on the Einstein edge of sleep. Because Einstein was saying he would, yeah, sit in a chair and nod off. Authors do it. There are people who come up with their best ideas just on the edge of sleep and they've got the um, the mental awareness or ability to be able to hang in that state. It's almost it's this amazing state of meditation and sit there and see what comes up. So, yeah, I think it's great. There's also another thing called celestial learning, whereas people will have a nap on purpose after they've done um, – a revision of some st- sort or studying. So, because REM sleep is your memory's filing cabinet. It's your brain piecing everything together. And it's sh- I think it's shuffling um, uh, memories from your short term into your long term. And so really? people, yeah, people do their study and then have a nap afterwards. So There's so many little hacks. So rapid eye movement, yeah. that sleep, yeah. is uh, your brain's moving information into long-term memory yes wow it's also you processing the day that you've just had which is why it's so important to get enough sleep um a lot of people who end up um missing out on rem sleep in the morning can end up um getting depression as a result you need that rem sleep that's why it's good when sometimes i'll go to sleep i don't know maybe 10 p.m and i'll wake up a few hours later and i've had a dream and i've had rem sleep and then that's a good thing because if i don't get it in the morning i at least know that i've had some for that night when you say you go to sleep at 10 and you'll wake up a few hours later what's a few hours later i always wake up probably 2 hours later i always. wake up yeah it's very rare for me to have a, a an unbroken sleep What's going on after two hours? Because interestingly, I wake up after five hours, no matter what. Okay. And uh, it'll take me another half an hour to get to sleep if I'm Mm. lucky. Yeah, yeah. If I'm really tired and it's cumulative over the last few days, I'll pass back out. Otherwise, And I'm not drinking or anything like that. So I'm I'm like, just, I don't know, normal. But I'll wake up after five. And I don't know why. I remember reading... It's one of those things where you go, is it scientific or is it woo-woo? I'm not sure. Um, there are some forms of, um, I guess, Eastern medicine, I think you'd call it, that that believe that there's a different organ is processing at a different hour during the night. And 3 a.m. is apparently liver hour. So if you're waking up at 3 a.m. a lot then your liver's working really hard to detox whatever it is that you're doing. And so when I was a big drinker, I would frequently wake up at that. And so I don't know whether it was placebo, but I felt like that was the issue. I just felt like my body was just working really hard to manage my lifestyle. And then after I stopped drinking, it took a month or two, but my sleep got better and I stopped waking up at 3 a.m. And so now I think when I wake up, I don't, I don't know what it is. It's the train. It's the fucking cat. It is. Put the cat in the laundry. <laughs> I can't put the cat in the laundry. She'll scratch the door. She'll. <laughs> Sleep is the most important thing ever. It is. Here's another one. That's why I'm terrified. I'm scared of like, I, I'm every, everything terrifies me. But why am I waking up after five hours? I've got to get to the bottom of it because I'm scared because if you're not sleeping a lot, your body's not repairing itself. And yes. if it's not repairing itself, you're doing yourself a disservice in the long run. That's Correct. how tumors come. That's how cancers come. And because I'm a wog, I accentuate and exaggerate the worrying. So I bring it on more. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, that doesn't help either, does it? Here's another thing. I don't sleep properly if I don't roll out my quads. What's that mean? I get really, really tight quads from exercise. Just you, you just, I don't know. Some people have it. When you say roll out my quads, you have to stretch. I have to stretch and I have to do it on a roller ball thing, on a roller tube thing. So it like, it's the painful one because otherwise right. I'll lay there and they're burning because really? I'm just a quad heavy person. So I need to roll I've never them out. Heard that. Do you put that on your Tinder? Quad. <laughs> I'm quad heavy. Quad heavy. I'm babe. fucking waiting for quads to come in. They're never gonna fucking come in. It goes tits ass, tits ass, tits ass. Repeat for fucking decades, <laughs> and I'm sitting there like, any time <laughs> <Wow>. now. <laughs> um, right. never... Here's another thing about being tired that drives me nuts too. Okay, 
I saw you at Kings a couple of weeks ago, right? I remember when I say something stupid and I fucking beat myself up for weeks. And you said, hey, are you going to go to Mombolk and are you going to go picking in Mombolk? And I went, picking what? Fruit? Yeah, the jam. Right? When we were kids, Mombolk. <laughs> it wasn't even that. It was I legitimately had no idea what you were talking about. Yeah. And I had no idea what you were talking about because I was really tired, but I jazzed myself up on coffee. Right. And so what happens is when you do that, it's a false sense of um, alertness. alertness. Yeah. yeah. And so you think you're doing well. You're like, fuck yeah, I've got caffeine. And then you f- say something stupid like that because ultimately your comprehension's really bad mm. and you're fake awake mm. instead of being awake from being rejuvenated. Right. Yeah. And okay. so it happens all the time. And saying something stupid is my biggest fear. So getting tumors and dying for lack of sleep, that's yours, <laughs> right? Mine's saying something dumb. All right. So going back to uh, falling asleep, why do you wake up after two hours? Have you worked it out? No. But do you wake up? I, in, is it a dream that you have, or is it no? Is no, it just, you just wake up. It's not always two hours, okay. but it's usually around that time. It's mm. very unusual for me to to fall asleep and then stay asleep. That's not how it used to be, though. Is, is I it, used to sleep like a rock. So there's well, something yeah. that I I think I just I'm one of those people who has to follow all of the fucking rules. Roll out the quads, have some magnesium. Make sure I'm hydrated, not too hydrated. Otherwise, you need to take a piss. What does magnesium do? Magnesium is a muscle relaxant. And so if you take magnesium, you also don't get as sore after exercise either. It's really good. It's necessary. Do you know any food that has magnesium? There's lots of food. Fruit and veggies are meant to have lots of magnesium in it, but apparently the soil in Australia is depleted, and so we're not getting anywhere near as much magnesium as we should, so it's good to supplement. Right. Yeah. I am a walking encyclopedia for random shit. (laughs) It's good. I like it. All right, (laughs) so maybe I need more magnesium then. It's, it's possible. It's definitely possible. You can, if you take a lot of it, or if you take a lot of it, you shit yourself. So don't take a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Melt into the bed like ice cream. You can yeah. actually feel it. It's amazing. Okay. Yeah. But then if you do that, then you're not going to have all of your ideas. You're going to fall asleep instead of your little yeah. pre-sleep joke. So pick one. Yeah. Sleep or jokes. <laughs> oh, oh, jokes win all the time. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. yeah. I don't care if I end up in a padded cell as long as I'm crushing. Yeah. <laughs> True. Yes, sweet. We don't care. That's right. Absolutely. I'll take it. Yeah. 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 So, um, okay, so magnesium and you roll out your quads. And then you sleep for two hours. Is it true that a sleep cycle is 1.5 hours? Yeah, it's 1.5. So and it doesn't what's make... happening in that 1.5? You go all the way down to, I don't know, I saw some chart. Like, do you go yeah, down you've to got, a... You've got four stages of sleep, I think. And then you have a little bit of each. All right. Yeah, it's three or four. I think it's four. And you have a little bit of each in that cycle. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, I don't know. See, that that's why... You can, I feel like you can tell when you wake up at the end of a sleep cycle because you wake up and you feel refreshed. You feel good. Even mm. if you haven't had all of one. the sleep that you need, you feel good. When you wake up, when you're in the middle of deep sleep, you're fucked up and you should be. It's like your brain's shut down. Everything's shut down and then you've been woken up for some reason. It makes sense that you can't, that you feel like shit. You can't get out of it. I always beat my alarm clock. Always. And by it, a couple it, of minutes? No, like by a fucking half hour, like oh, 45 minutes. Right. Like I set my alarm for 7 a.m. to go for a swim, but I'm always beating it. Like I'm always waking up at 5.30. Do you know what time six. it is when you wake up? I always know what time it is. Yeah, I wear my watch to bed. No, but I know what time it is without looking at my watch. Oh, I play that game. Yeah, it's a good game. It's a fucking great game. <laughs> like, what else are you going to do? If I nail it, I roll over and play six numbers. <laughs> I always play the lotto before I get out of bed. Really? Yeah, because life should have a go, have a crack at a lucky dip. Start the day with a bit of luck. Uh-huh. You never know. It's one in 300 million, but I don't know. Someone well, yeah, wins gotta it. Be in it. You, have to, you do you have know? to be in it to win it. Yeah, every time I walk past the news agent and I see... I fucking see the colors or the big lightning powerball. I have a game with myself, which is, is that really good advertising that snuck into your psyche? And there's fucking psychologists behind that advertising waiting for me to see it in my peripherals and walk in. Mm. Or is it my intuition going, go and get it scratchy. You're going to win $25,000, you know? What's the advertisement? Is it just the poster that 
that attracts no, it's your the whole, attention? it's the whole thing. And it's like... Is it a TV that's got an ad on it repeating? No, it's the window. Yeah. It's the, and it's either the poster that I see or I just recognize it in my subconscious as I walk past it. Yeah. The reason why I ask these questions, I'm constantly asking these questions. I'm always on the fence about shit is because there's always more than one answer, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and so... There's no such thing as black or white. Yeah, I think everything's grey. Except maybe mathematics, but everything else is... There's there's a lot of grey areas. Yeah, and then you... Aren't there some mathematical anomalies, though? Yeah, there are, but I'm saying overall... Overall, it's probably the most... One plus one is two, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It's concrete. We need to have solids. This is probably why I don't feel... I don't know... Oh, where do you even fucking start? God damn it. Okay. Wait, what was so you're jumping say? ahead. So what attracted, so did you buy a ticket? Did that work? Did the advertising make you buy a ticket? So, well, it's, it's, I've bought a ticket before okay. and nothing's happened and that's where I go. No, it wasn't a synchronicity. It was the advertising. So, yeah. so here's an idea for you. I remember reading that there is your, your conscious brain can process about 40 or so bits of information at the same time and your subconscious brain can process, I think it's tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands. It was a huge number, right? In comparison. And so one of those, that was the scientific um, explanation for intuition, right? Because I've had all of these strange intuitive experiences that that, that can't be explained by normal rationale. And so I was seeking a um, explanation for intuition. And it said, because of the, the bits of information, you, whenever you have an intuitive feeling about something, but you don't know why, just like, oh, this person's creepy or I don't feel good here or I feel really good about that. It's your subconscious brain picking up on something that your conscious brain can't see. Thus, it has to tell your gut that something's off or wow. something's on, right? Is that the scientific explanation yes. of a yes. gut feeling? And it makes perfect sense, right? Yeah. But then it doesn't explain precognition, but that's a whole other other conversation. But when it comes to walking past the news agent, it always fucks with me because the question always pops in because I go, if I noticed it, does that mean that that's the let's go in, let's buy a ticket because I noticed it? Or did I notice it because there are psychologists who work behind the advertisements for those posters to lure dumb fucks like me to go in and buy a ticket or a scratchy? Mm. And what do you think it is, the latter? It's fucking both. Both. It's both. Mm. Yeah. Grey area. Yeah. 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 And I think people's intuition are tuned to what's important to them. So if, if personal safety is important to a person, I feel like they are going to follow their gut feeling in regards to don't do this dangerous, dangerous little trick. Don't jump from one wheelie bin to the other to show off for this girl, right? Mm. You know? And whereas someone who doesn't have personal safety as a driver or as a, a factor in their lives, they're more likely to take that risk. So I feel like our intuition is guided by what we want out of life, which is I want money. You know, who doesn't? It's not the be all and end all, but it would be nice to you know, win lots of money, that'd be nice. Yeah. But it's, so that, that screws with me when I walk past the news agent. Anyway. Just... It, does that, um, <coughs> is that neuro-linguistic programming, NLP, have you heard of that? Like they... My best friend's a practitioner for that. I'm scared of those people because they, <laughs> they, they use all these tricks to lure people in a certain direction. Is that true? <sighs> How do I address this? Um, it's suggestive. Like one of one, there was a, there was a magician I worked with in Egypt, and he gave me a very basic example. Um, and he caught me off guard, and he said uh, he turned to this uh, female comedian and he said, "Pick a card, any card, my princess, my love. Come on, anyone. Come on, quick, quick, quick." And she went, "Queen of Hearts," and. He pulled out of his pocket a card and it was the Queen of Hearts. And the reason why is because, all right, he goes, I've given you, you've seen it out of context, but I suggest you say Queen of Hearts because I said, pick a card, my princess, my love. And your brain is under pressure. 
because there's a whole crowd of people around you and I've just gone, pick a card, any card, my princess, my love. And you just panic and you're like, princess, love, princess, love. That's the queen. That's the hearts, queen of hearts. And nine times out of 10, he pulls out and he goes, so that's a basic example of NLP of what I do. And he goes, I can help you with hypnotherapy and all this It's got the word programming in it, which is already a red flag. Well, yeah, that's why I'm like, I'm scared of that shit. My best friend is an NLP practitioner and her intention is definitely to heal people Help people get over their shit. Yeah, I'm sure Help there's Jedi. Help people deal with stuff. But there's also people using it for the dark side. Definitely, but there's people using every single thing for the dark side. And yeah. that's why you've always got to have your backup to be able to fish out charlatans. Mm. And, and, and that's why there's so many things that have a bad name because there's always been shitty representatives of them. You know? I mean, I've done ayahuasca six times, right? And I've done it with a female shaman. And I've done it in Melbourne and it was all legitimate. She would go back and forth from Peru, all real. Um, And yet there's people who have done ayahuasca in Peru with charlatans and have been either sexually assaulted during the ceremony or they've been robbed or they've been taken advantage of in some way. That doesn't take away from the plant. That doesn't take away what it does. You know, even people at bush doofs taking mushrooms just to party and being completely unaware of what they can do for you mm. and having no idea of of consequences of playing with that stuff or just the sheer amount that they're wasting them and they're just using them as a party drug, you know. I think people who don't understand mushrooms have the concept that those are the only people who take them and if you take them then you're just a party animal or mm. whatever, you're just a junkie. Yeah. So... Yeah, it's just one of those things where you've got to, if you want to try something or look into something, you've got to find the, a legitimate practitioner or source of it to be able to judge it from a good place and not just dismiss it. Mm. Yeah. I'm not too into it. I'm not too into NLP. There's there's lots of There's lots of language in it that I'm not into. It's just, you know, it's it's a very girls, it's a very girls group and it's all, it's very airy fairy. It's very. But it works, right? Like I've seen it work. I'm a a small example of it. it, it, Was that just the story you just said or a different? Right. Okay. But then I don't think that's representative of NLP. Well, what is it in a nutshell? Is it coercion or to get someone to change it's, their habits okay so is it and how coerc- does it differ from th- hypnotherapy okay so i don't know if i'm explaining it properly so i had a session with my friend and 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 the first so there's lots of different things that you do in each session the first session that we had was a questionnaire what do you want to change um oh, what oh, i can't even remember there were so many different questions what could would you change if you could what um, fuck, it was so long ago. So that's the questionnaire is the first one. There's about 50 different questions. And then the second one was timeline therapy. And that was revisiting traumatic events in your mind and trying to detach the emotion from them. If there's another person involved, it would be about forgiving that person and letting go, basically trying to move on with your life and getting, mm. getting shit off, dealing with it. Mm. Um, in terms of hypnotherapy, I guess that would, I think neuro-linguistic programming covers a lots of different ways on how you can disperse your trauma, I think, and manifest shit maybe. Whereas I feel like hypnotherapy is just the one method and that is all suggestion. It's, Did it work for you? I don't know. <laughs> don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't. I feel like you, I, I can't tell you whether it worked based on the fact that I've already been doing so much to improve myself. And so I can't, uh, like, first I'm biased because I'm answering the question myself and mm. then it that I'm doing too much other stuff that I can't say that, yes, this did work because I just, I just can't. I'd be lying if I said it did or it didn't. Mm. I think... I, I don't know. I, ju- I view it as an experience. We were meant to do three or four sessions. We only did two as well. So I didn't technically finish. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, you know, I think it's going to take more than four sessions if if it was to really do, yeah. 
I, I find it, you know, some people are going to benefit from going to a psychologist. Some people would benefit from doing some sort of energy healing, even if it's placebo, it still works. If it works, it works, you know. There's different ways. There's more than one way up the mountain and that way isn't going to be the same for someone else. So you've just got to find out what works for you. But if you don't like woo-woo stuff, yeah. like you're a science man, yeah, well, you I might just sit there too. and be 10 minutes in just be like, nope, see ya, yeah. don't like it, yeah. That's indicative of your style though, finding your own way up the mountain. That's what you kind of did during lockdown in terms of um, educating yourself on your own health and Yeah, with the genetic thing. testing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so the first reason that I wanted to do that was find out my heritage, which is I really fucking white, which was obvious. So 74% was English and Irish, 17% was French and German, with 1% East Asian, Egyptian and Indigenous American. Really? Yeah, yeah. That's cool. But it had to be, though. If I was 100% white, how many fucking ancestors do I have? Yeah. Thousands. Yeah. We can't have all been white. There had to be something else in there, surely. No, it's um, just a pleasant surprise that you've got, oh, 1% Indigenous. I yeah, wonder. yeah, something. I'm glad. If it was all white, I'd just, I don't know. If White's got... boring. It's fucking boring. Yeah, well, yeah, it is. Yeah. But if everyone does this test, well, eventually, if everyone does this test, you're going to find that link to that 1% because everyone's going to be on the system. Yeah, yeah. Because I, cu- I had this girl reach out from Sydney saying, hey, um wear a match and I didn't know who she was. She's Australian. Yeah. And she goes, um, my mum got pregnant in the late eighties by, uh, like a one night stand, uh, when she was living in Canada and we share a lot of fucking DNA and I'm like, holy shit. And you kind of look like my other cousin. So we had to tread carefully here because we didn't want to put a foot in it. So yeah. we found out, um, by a closed door slamming in our face, we think we know that there was a cousin who worked on the docks, uh, on the, sorry, who worked on the ships and docked in Canada for a week back in the late 80s and just had a one-night stand, lied about his name and that and his contact details and then fucked off and she decided to keep the baby. And then uh, 20, no, 32 years later, whatever, she's contacted me going, um, hey, we're a match. So I'm like, fuck, DNA is digging up one-night stands and all this shit. Yeah, my my grandpa on my, I never got to meet him, um, on my dad's side had a child um, to someone in Tasmania. He had a girlfriend who was pregnant and he said, I'm just going to Melbourne for a bit. And he never <laughs> fucking went back. So, yeah, I've seen photos. I've seen photos of some cousins and there's there's every now and again i've got one i've got one second cousin in tasmania who every now and again she messages me and she's like hey what's up found another one ah. <laughs> there's a fucking another one wow yeah yeah just yeah it, it, it is it is digging some shit up from the past and i can see i don't know the concept of finding a family member, you know, it's going to work out so good for one person. Just like, oh, yeah, I've, I've reconnected with this person, blah, 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 found a new cousin. And then there's going to be so many situations where you go, oh, my God, I've reconnected with this thing. And this person comes in and fucking ruins your life. Yeah. <laughs> just like, hey, we're family. Oh, God, oh, fuck. fuck. Damn it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, haven't had any, yeah, there hasn't been any situations, but it is interesting seeing photos and seeing resemblance and stuff like that from, from, yeah, um, illegitimate aliens, (laughs) what would you call them? Bastards. (laughs) Yeah. So you found out you had some bastards and then you, uh, you worked back, you, what did you do? You did a DNA test to see if you were. Health stuff. Yeah. So if you, if you say it, I I can't do it Yeah, yeah. All good. All good. So basically I did the 23andMe DNA testing kit and they don't give you any health data. So you have to run it through a different website. I ran it through Found My Fitness, which is run by Dr. Rhonda Patrick. She's um, on Joe Rogan every now and again, researcher, PhD in some shit. Anyway, she's got this website. (laughs) She's got this website and you run the data through and then she gives you a report. And the report has multiple different explanations or potential outcomes for your genetic variants. 
So, for example, and I'm just, oh, this is so annoying. Every single gene that was tested, every variant that was tested was 2.5 times more likely than the average person to be obese. 4.5 times more likely than the average person to be obese. I'm like, there wasn't a single fucking normal weighted one in that. It was all just like... Nothing like 10 times more amazing than a common person. (laughs) No. Nothing, just like... No, no. Obesity, um, I shouldn't, uh, the first pod that we had, I was talking about keto. I can't do keto. What? Right. Because there's something in your DNA that yes. says keto is a no-no. Yes. We don't so, respond good to keto. That's right. And what's so, keto again? For those who don't know, it's basically no carbs. No carbs. Yeah. Okay. Or extremely low carb. The reason being is because my genes or the variants, um, you know how people who eat a lot of sugar get diabetes? Yeah. You can also get diabetes from eating a lot of saturated fat. So if I was to do keto, I wouldn't be able to do eggs or bacon or steak or whatever it is. It would have to be polyunsaturated fats, avocados, little bit of nuts. It would just be difficult to do. So just, I'm not even just like, okay, all right, I'm not going to touch it. I don't want diabetes. Fuck. I like my feet, right? I fucking yeah, work. Feet go. I don't want to walk around on stumps, right? Yeah. My mate looks like he's climbed Everest. Oh, uh, black. They're black. Okay. Yeah, his toes are black. <laughs> okay. Yeah, he's fighting to keep it. Oh, but I'm like, just Has he got cut. diabetes or is he just... No, he's got diabetes. He does have diabetes. But he's fighting to keep the foot and it's fucking black. And I'm like, don't wear thongs <laughs> to my... He's the only person I allow to keep his thongs on. <laughs> Please. I don't can... want that on my carpet. No. Jesus. Wow. Is he old? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 64, 65. Okay. Which is, well... Relatively. Yeah, still. Fuck, man. I but mean, he, he had a shit diet. Yeah. Shit diet. Some, some pe- the warning signs are there. If so, you don't pay attention to the warning signs, you don't... That's what fucking happens. So you did this genetic test. You ran it through certain filters and it says, based on your DNA, you shouldn't be... You have a tendency for this. Um, yep. Low tolerance for that. You should be careful of this. Mm-hmm. Um, watch your intake of this type of food or blah, blah, blah. So it's Sh- all just... It's all very, I guess, suggestive based on data. So, for example... Based six, on your DNA? Yeah. But... Isn't that something we should all be doing? I... Yes. It's but something the reason a doctor why should send you a way to do. The reason why they say may, though, is there are other factors. And, okay, so we've got okay. something like 23 or 24,000 pairs of genes, right? And then so you've got a genetic variant for, for I, I believe, all of these, I think. God, if there's any geneticist watching this, like, get this bitch off. She doesn't know what she's fucking talking We're about. We're talking about Kanye's wardrobe. <laughs> 24,000 genes, right? Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, so your genes are... Uh, representative in one way or the other. So there's different variants on a gene. That's why we're different from our siblings, right? And there are other factors. So as an example, six of the variants that they looked at for me in my report, five of them said I have a uh, my I have a low um, association for severe COVID illness, and the sixth one said normal. Sorry, susceptibility for severe. COVID covid illness right what does that mean does that mean your immune system can uh develop antibodies on its own to beat it no so i don't remember the specifics of most of them but one of them was because i've got a genetic variant that that is associated with that's the language um, low amounts of the ACE2 receptor. The ACE2 receptor is the receptor that the COVID spike binds to. So because I have a genetic variant that says that I probably, it's not definitely, it's probably have low ACE2 receptors, then I'm less likely to get severe illness because there's not enough of the receptors in my lungs to become severely ill. But the reason why it's all probable and not definite is because there are other factors. Yeah. So that's it. That's why they can't say, yes, these are your genes. This is definitely, you have to do this. They can only say, this is what we think that you should do. Right. Because there's always other factors. Yeah. And no scientist wants to put their neck out and say, ta-da, science doesn't work that way. Mm. It's always like other, like you said, other factors at play. We well, can't, I think they, can't, they can't, yeah, they can't say... They can only they, assign it a probability. Yeah, yeah, that's right. They can't say that this is definitely the case. 
So they can yeah, only say that you're exactly. So they can just say that this genetic variant has been associated with lower incidence of this or high incidence of that. Wow. And so if you're making decisions based on that information, based on probability, yeah. you're probably going to put yourself in a better place than if you didn't. It's almost so like now, you've got the blueprints to your yeah. Um, immune system, your genetic makeup, mm. um, what foods you can, what, how you can fill your pantry. Yeah. And so there were, there was, there were just suggestions in there. So the suggestions were, um, take fish oil because that is going to maybe <laughs> help, um, speed up my metabolism. Like I can take fish oil. That's fine. It said, um, if you want to keep the, cause you've got, you've even got genes that are responsible for how fast you age. And so, um, really? it said it suggested to take resveratrol. I've already got fucking. What's resveratrol? It's an antioxidant. Oh, it's the antioxidant. Sounded like a cream that some hot model puts on late night it TV. It is a cream now. Yeah, yeah, <gasps> awesome. yeah. It's also in grapes. Is this how we're talking now? Fine, because <laughs> I can do this. So, res- so if you, uh, grapes. Well, you'd be better off taking a supplement because you want a huge amount. I mean, right. no one wants to have three kilos of grapes. It's interesting I mean, that the immortals in Greece ate grapes. That well, that, that I'm sure forever. they would be right. Yeah, yeah. And they were always like lying down eating grapes. Yeah. The Greeks knew. They knew. Well, I no. guess they do. I don't know anything about Greek history. Yeah, yeah. Uh, don't worry about it. Sorry. No, Just no, no. That's cool. Poor attempt at humor. No, because I no, but I wanted to add to it, but I fucking can't because I right. don't know anything about Greek history. So res resveratrol. <laughs> resveratrol. Sounds like a Russian person. Uh, <laughs> resveratrol. Resveratrol. Okay, so you can get that in grapes. I'm here to make you look young. <laughs> so Sorry, you yep. so you buy that in a supplement. Yes, because you're never going to get what you need out of the grapes. Yeah. And, and and what does that do? Like uh, keep your skin elastic or not? I don't know. Like, it's a it's a it's an antioxidant. So it's getting rid of free radicals. So free radicals are things that are damaging you. But it works on a genetic damaging level. Damaging my cells. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Right. So you know. Um, that's huh. why people who smoke heaps look like shit. People who smoke heaps, they look like shit because they, um, your, your body utilizes vitamin C, which is also an antioxidant to try and fight off all the damage that you're doing to it by smoking, right? Every single time you have a cigarette, your body uses a certain amount of milligrams of vitamin C to fight off the ciggy. Hmm. And so if you're not consuming vitamin C, you're eventually going to look like the wonderful shriveled people that we see in the street. That's why my brother, <laughs> see my brother's smart. He always drinks screwdrivers with his cigarette. What's a screwdriver? Uh, vodka orange. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I did. <laughs> yeah. I, I had vitamin C tablets in my fucking mouth while I was smoking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great. Except had no idea that the vitamin C tablets were slowly eating away at my teeth and I needed to get fucking six fillings. Yeah. So dumb so dumb do you look at your younger self and go fuck i was an idiot i was such an idiot uh, up until i was 42 42 yeah. Yeah. all right sweet so Before i've got seven was, years yeah. all right <laughs> only in the last seven years i feel stable uh, so uh okay so you've taken that what else have you done because this is a really good insight into like uh I, th- I think it's something everyone should have in front of them, like a little blueprint yeah. of, hey, this is uh, what we've found in your DNA. Mm-hmm. Don't take it as gospel, but yeah, FYI. Yeah. Really this good is- suggestion. Yeah. Um, look, I still, I exercise heaps, but I still eat too much. I mean, it's not just the genes, which is why I'm not as small as I'd like to be. I've done, it just... So but you're, you're fine. Yeah, yeah. There's no, there's, there's no issue. Like it's just my yeah. personal preference. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's If different. I in lockdown, I crept up a bit high. Fuck, who didn't? I know, but it was really depressing for me because I couldn't do yoga because I've got weak wrists and my wrists were like, you can't fucking be this big yeah, and do enough. yoga. It was awful. So I've crept back down again. It's just, per- it's just personal preference of what I want. Oh, I've also written a ton of diet jokes, which I think are funny. I'll be doing them tonight at nice. Bergie because I've decided that I've tortured myself with diet shit for fucking years, constantly focused on it, constantly being dissatisfied. And it's like, what has it given me? Nothing. It's given me fucking nothing. So what am I going to do? Write jokes about it and turn it into something. I've decided that everything that I've pissed myself off with in my life, I'm going to fucking take the piss out of it. Yeah. I'm going to make it mean something. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great fucking angle. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I'm excited for it. I think that, yeah, that's another reason why I'm yeah. enjoying comedy, comedy so much. Comedy is tragedy plus time. Yeah, yeah. Take yeah. your tragedy and add a bit of time. That's and right. Take the piss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Will Smith, huh? <laughs> yeah. He laughed first before he, before he slapped Chris Rock, right? Here's my question. I couldn't tell whether it was a legitimate laugh and then he looked at his wife, saw her face and then hit him or was it one of those laughs that you see people doing where, you know, you insult me and then I go, <laughs> like, crack my neck and then come over and fuck you up, right? I couldn't tell what kind of laugh it was. Maybe a bit of both. It could have been a bit of both. I don't even think he the, knew the f- what was going on. No, the fact that he was, like, crying half an hour later on stage... I read the speech that he did. And then Denzel Washington hugged him during the break and he was sobbing. I don't know. The guy, I don't know. All I know is I think Chris Rock is still at home going, did he slap me? Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, he's writing bits about it. He's sitting on his couch. The ideas are bouncing around his head. Yeah, yeah. Chris, if Chris Rock, I wish I was, if I was there, I would just be fast enough to turn it into a high five instead of a slap. Yeah, because I was looking at him going, the te- there was so much fucking tension and it's like you've got a, a social responsibility as a host to get rid of tension when it occurs and when someone actually hits you, like I recognise that that would have been a really difficult job to do. But um, Very, very fucking difficult. I don't know how to – as a comedian, I think I wouldn't have uh, – as a comedian, I probably would have empowered her with her alopecia. I wouldn't have roasted her about going bald because I think going bald as a man is – socially acceptable but going bald as a woman is a lot harder yeah it so, takes away your femininity so like I'd it be, fucks people up so yeah. i would have treaded i would have been a little bit more cautious if i was a, if i was a comedian up there on stage i would have probably if i was going to do a joke about her baldness i would have empowered her about it somehow and gone hey look i'm bald welcome to the club it's a fucking great world and then made some sort of joke but i think the fact the only other thing i could say is Will Smith didn't punch him. He slapped him. And I think the slap was um, just his way of going, you've gone too far, know your place. That's my wife. If it was a punch, it's full on. Yeah, that a was punch the, is brutal. Yeah, that was the status update that I just did. I said everyone was complaining that he just slapped instead of punched him. Like, well, if he king hit him, yeah. it would have been really fucking awkward. Did you, yeah, it would have been different. It would have been, yeah. Like, yeah, it, it would have been assault charges. Almost. Yeah, well, <laughs> Foxtel would have rung up. Can, do you guys want to do a, a fight? We'll get you on pay-per-view. Because <laughs> yeah. we've just done Barry Hall, but he was no fucking good. <laughs> he, yeah. he dropped in the first round. So, <clears throat> Rock versus Smith. Will I snap? Yes. Oh, so, so, so are you on Team Rock or Team Smith? Um, I'm on Team both. Team both. Can I be both? Because There's no grey areas. It's black or white. Yeah. We discussed oh, this. Fuck <laughs> I can't. Because I, I understand Chris Rock was doing a joke. And then I understand Will Smith was like, fuck, man. Leave my wife alone. No, see. It's it's, it's chivalrous. It's romantic. It's protective of it. But I didn't I see know. the whole. Yeah, she wasn't happy about the joke. No, she I wasn't. I saw her face. She but, was fucking angry. But, but what if this was accidental method acting? It was not acting. There was tension. No, no, no. Accidental. So you know method acting, right? Yeah. So he had just played a, a, a character who is fiercely protective of his family. What if he's still, he's just done that fucking movie. What if he's still accidentally in the character? Well, that's a fucking good point. Yeah. See, you know, I imagine that if you're an actor and you're playing a role for, you know, Jim Carrey does method acting. That was the whole... Andy Kaufman. Yeah, that one, right? And there was a point where you're going, is fucking Jim still in there? What the hell's going on here? Surely there's some sort of brainwashing that occurs. Yeah. I mean, didn't, didn't... didn't the character Batman character fucking kill Heath Ledger? He was on all of these antidepressants and antipsychotics and all of this medication and whatever, and it was only soon after Batman that he passed away. I'm presenting this to you as an idea, not gospel, but it's possible that these acting roles fuck people up or they brainwash them or change them, even if temporarily. 
So I think, I think he's brainwash- in that whole. I think it's just brainwash is a strong word. I think he's <clears throat> just in that role. Suggestive. It's <laughs> he's uh, he just came out of yeah. So because when he received his acceptance, when he did his acceptance speech, he he paid respect to the character he was playing, saying my character was such a family man and my character would never let anyone talk about my about his family like that. So yeah, that's why I was like, when you said that, I was like, wow, yeah, because he gave the acceptance speech um, with the actor he played in mind, the role he played in yeah. mind. So yeah. yeah, you could be right. He that's could, it could have con- bled over. Yeah, yeah, that's the concept that I've come up with, which is why I'm not. Well, well I mean, I do. But then comedy again, Will Smith has cooked p- lately. They say that. That's what I mean. That's I don't what... think I, I, I'm. If I have to choose a side, I'm. I'm Team Rock, a hundred percent. Because surely isn't the beauty of doing comedy being able to say shit with the intention that someone else can also say shit to you? I mean, I just, I, I think I think Will went too far and I think that he, a, a, a more appropriate response would have been saying to Chris later on, dude, my wife's got alopecia. It's been fucking with their head for years I really didn't appreciate that because their their friendship's probably severed now ah uh, yeah yeah I think so you'd yeah you <laughs> that slap yeah yeah kind of a deal breaker but yeah. like I think the fighting in Ukraine stopped so they could all watch that on their phones like everyone watched it yeah definitely <laughs> yeah yeah oh that was good I don't know maybe it's just a uh... Yeah, you don't know, but I, yeah, I like that's why I said to you, I feel for both. I understand Chris Rock's in a difficult position. He's making a joke, but I heard the joke. It wasn't very. It was a bit like blunt. Oh yeah, no, it wasn't a grouse joke. But even just... the best comedians still make mistakes. You know, it's like if Chris Rock. I don't know about Chris and Will's friendship. I don't follow celebrity stuff, but if they've got a friendship there, I think surely. Chris's reputation up until now, you know, when, you know, if your best mate of 20 years made a mistake and said something that they shouldn't have, are you going to slap them Mm. or are you going to say, um, I really don't appreciate that because they've got 20 years of history with that person of them proving that they've got good character. So people still make mistakes about stuff. Were they close mates beforehand? I don't know. That's that. That's it. I don't know. So, yeah, lots of different factors, but... I'd be interested to see what comes out in the next couple of weeks because I think I like your theory the best so far that he was kind of still in Richard the Third character mode. <clears throat> yeah. Or whoever he played, King Richard. Yeah. 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 I don't know the movie, but... Nah, I'm not going to see the movie. I'm not going to see the movie out of principle. <laughs> I'm going to see it and give it five I don't have slaps. Any <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell. Yep. Good times. Brutal, brutal way to, you know, fuck. Like, my biggest nightmare is to be at the comics lounge in front of 500 people and have something go south. Yeah. Um, I was on stage when I did a joke and um, it didn't land. It was a joke. Um, I was at, was at open mic. I was at the expense. Of, I had this joke about disabled. It just didn't work. And someone in the crowd goes, I'm disabled. I went, oh, fuck. I fucked up. I just fucked it right up. Like the whole thing, the run up was wrong. The execution was wrong. I haven't done it since. I've thrown it away. But How long ago was this? About a year and a half ago. Just, oh. just before, just after COVID or in between like a COVID thing. Uh, it was a bad whole, me and my brother used to go to uh, communion at Greek church. Okay. And uh, every Easter, um, the body of Christ and the communion, um, Orthodox, uh, it's one cup. So the priest is there with a spoon and everyone lines up and the priest goes, this is the blood of Christ. And you got to, you know, and, um, me and my brother would go, my mum would drag us <laughs> every fucking Easter. She'd drag us by the collar to get communion. Okay. And 
Sorry, I wagged religious education. Never fet, set foot in a church for non-wedding or funeral purposes. It's just fucking whack. Anyway, continue. Yeah, so, you know, <clears throat> a strict strict Greek Orthodox upbringing. So my mum would drag us by the collar every Easter to take communion. And um, in the line of um, kids in front of us, there was the, um, the uh, mentally disabled kids. Mm-hmm. And they would take communion. And... Um, they, they they drool and they can't, you know, keep them out. And, they, you know, they've got all these various conditions. And, um, yeah, they just, it was the one spoon. So me and my brother had a fight to see who would go in front of each other to clean the spoon <laughs> after they were finished. Yeah. And I was like, I was crying. I was like, I want to bring my own spoon. <laughs> and my mom's going, you can't bring your own spoon. And I was like, I don't want the disabled i don't want to go after the disabled person and my brother's like you're younger you've got to go and he's he's stronger by seven years so he shoved, god damn it older brothers fuck he shoved me in front and i had to go after this disabled person that had like saliva coming out of his mouth and they were cleaning him and he took the spoon and then i cried and wailed and i couldn't my mum's hitting me and the priest is going to keep his mouth open and then, yeah, that was the whole joke, and it just didn't come out right. And um, someone in the crowd goes, I'm disabled. And no, I fuck that like, person. Oh, fuck. No, no. How do you know do you that see they were was... a criminal in a past life and they deserve to be disabled? I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fuck. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm not big enough to be cancelled. It gives a fuck. Yeah. No, the reason why I said that, it annoys me that that person said that for the reason that well, I saw, you were explain weren't you explaining I was how you we were from a child? I, I mean, it's a child's it, mind. I was trying to sell it through the eyes of an eight-year-old boy. Yeah. But and so did you, did, do you think that person misunderstood or you didn't execute it properly? Uh, I, I didn't execute it properly. Okay, and it came right. well, out. fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> it came out, as a lot of comedians know, how you think it's going to come out is way different to how it actually comes out. And if you're dying, your heart races, you get yes. nervous, your editing department goes to shit. It just leaves. It packs up, it yep. shuts the door and the brain goes, shit, we're on our own. So just send yep. words out. <laughs> and the words I sent out into the audience were horrible. And someone said, I'm fucking disabled. Oh. And that's when um, only the comedians laughed. I think, yeah. But they were laughing at your expense. Yeah. It would have been a, oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, see, that's so shit. When your brain needs it the most, it fucking goes. It goes it to shit. It absolutely goes. So going back to Chris Rock, he suffered an ultimate, ultimate fucking embarrassment on the world's biggest stage imaginable in front of millions, and he held it together like a professional and a gentleman, and he's like, all right, you know? Like, he fuck, did. he didn't lose it. Yeah. He kept his cool right through to the end. And he even kind of saved it a bit by saying something like, well, this is... Oh, this is the best, the greatest night on television or something well, like it that. It fucking was. Yeah, yeah. Like, that moment will go down. Oh, we'll, see, we'll be seeing that in 100... Like, we won't, but yeah, it'll make the clips in 100 years for the Oscars. Jesus. <sighs> so, yeah, true professionalism from him. That's what I'll say about Rock, but I think you fucked up the gag. Yeah, see, it's it's really easy to imagine or express how you think that you would act in a completely hypothetical situation. My only criticism or suggestion was Chris seemed to take too long with the cleanup. He took too long with it. He seemed, he he stood there and was staring at him and tried to say a couple of things in between and that stare is where all the tension builds for everyone. If he was able to just go, wow, Will Smith just, you know, slapped the shit out of me. We'll deal with this later. Bang, move on. Don't sit there and let it fucking hang because that's why he died. He didn't die because he got slapped. He died because he sat there and he let it grow. I don't think he died in that bit. I think I think he did. I he was in shock, and you could see. Yeah, but he then was again, definitely in shock, but I don't think he died. I think he dealt with an atom bomb going off in yeah. front of him as best as he could. Oh, no, I, I agree that he did. That's why I don't call it a death. I call it an insanely <clears throat> awkward fucking weird moment that happened on stage, and I think a lot of other comedians, um, like Nenki would have smashed Will Smith back. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, Lanky would have killed him. Bro, you you started it, bro. <laughs> like, oh. I think, um, yeah, a, a whole heap of other comedians would have taken it a way different angle. Um, so you reckon? You, so let's wrap. You reckon he died in that bit? That was a death. It, it, it was because I'm really sensitive to awkward situations, and as soon as I watched it, I mean, imagine that being on the other side of the other side of the planet watching a video and being impacted the same way that I would be if I was in that room. And I just went, oh, he he just. I feel like a wanker because I'm like a fucking a, a comic from Melbourne who's been doing this for what five or six years. I'm no one. And I'm trying to put in my opinion about Chris Rock. Like, I'm just, I just want to say that I just think that's really dumb. No, you've performed. You've been on stage and you've been in weird, awkward moments. And you've died and you know that feeling. And all I'm saying is that was just so left field. Yeah. Like, just this is like, your stage is your space. Yeah. Let alone when someone breaches and walks on stage, that's freaky enough. But to have someone physically assault you, um, it happened to Jim Jeffries in Manchester at the comedy store. He got punched and he just exited. He just went out the back because he's not a fighter. Yeah. As much as you think he looks like one or the way he talks, Mm. he's not. He's a peaceful soul. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's very peaceful. And um, yeah, that that launched him anyway. That got like 100,000 views back in the day. Um, but well, yeah, some of these things can be catalysts for careers starting. Yeah. He yeah. escaped because, well, that was the only thing for Jeffries to do because I mean, this guy was, um, fucking geezer who was willing to kill him. Mm. Whereas Will yeah, Smith, you don't mess with that. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that that's the thing about comedy is that we pick the people that we, I suppose that's why the offensive not punching down, you know, you bit that whole pick on someone your own size type thing. Mm. You've got to, yeah. Um, it's just, yeah, I said before, I just think it's really easy for us to assume how we would have responded in that situation when I'm never going to be in that situation where I'm going to be hosting the Oscars. So it doesn't actually matter how I think that I would respond in that situation. I would just hope that I would have the means to be able to try and move on as quick as possible and not even address it. Just like, no, I'm not going to let this fucking tension hang. I'm going to, if, especially it would be really handy if you've got rope to do straight after, you you, know? I don't think you can do rope. You've just, the whole, you can't do rope because. No, but imagine taking all the power away from it. The only reason why they, no, 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 you can. I I believe that you can, right? I believe that you can't because you have to acknowledge that, something fucking nuts has just happened. The whole yeah. world is like, hey, man, don't fucking start another joke. You have to acknowledge that this shit is real and it's gone down. That's why Chris Rock slowed right down and went, wow, okay. He was processing it at the same time as the rest of the world was processing it, and then he slowly moved on. I don't think he'll go on, slap, and what's the deal with the car? <laughs> Oh, just maybe just like, wow, Will Smith just slapped the shit out of me. I'm sorry, man. Let's discuss this later. All right. Moving on with the night. Bang. Done. He fucking stood there and it made me uncomfortable. This is about me. (laughs) Yeah. But I think at the same time, Chris Rock, he's a human being. He's got feelings and he just got smashed by Will Smith. So he's like, fuck, Will, did you just fucking slap me? I already know that he would have done a thousand times better than I would have done in that situation. All I'm telling you is what I would hope that I would be able to do in in a similar situation. Will Smith, it would be a totally different story if Will Smith slapped you. You know, let's do a hypothetical situation. So so someone comes up on stage, slaps you. What Mm. do you do then? You go, I start crying and I (laughs) shit my and I run away and then I write a really aggressive tweet. I play the victim and then I launch my career. <laughs> yeah. Woo-hoo-hoo! That's me trying to go, because what we say that we're going to do, have you noticed that whenever anyone is talking about having to prove themselves in a hypothetical situation, it's always wanking. Like, that's, what, that's what really shit me about my ex-partner. Because every time I would do something, 
or make a mistake, he's like, you should have done this or you should have done that. Or the worst one, you know what I would have done in that situation? Well, I would have done this. And I would have done that. And yeah, it's you like you see. don't fucking know how you would act in a hypothetical situation. All you can do is hope that you do your best. Just go you know? to the footy and see the fat idiots in the crowd <laughs> eating a pie going, what did he go? Yeah, you should have turned and kicked it on that he side. He fucking has no idea how to play footy, oh, fuckhead. Fuck. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's always good. No, but footy's family friendly now. You're not allowed to swear. You're oh, not allowed you can. to glass anyone. <laughs> yeah, glassing's a good thing, but you can still go to, um, where is it? Nosebleed section, general admission, behind the seats. The okay. seated area, standing room. Right, okay. There's allocated spots where I think even the cops. Like the awful people section. Yeah, nice. it, that's where I go because it's colourful. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> that's where even cops, if they see mums with kids, they go, hey, do you know, are you aware that this is a bit. Uh, oh, that's good. And they, I didn't realise that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a dry area, blah, 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 all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, go to, I usually only go to about one game a year. I only, maybe, maybe two, maybe mm. two. Yeah, yeah. There's no commentary. i got to go. Okay. We're flown. All right. I've got to get to um, Bergie. You're on tonight. I am. All right. See you there. See you Thanks there. Thanks for having me. Thank you, PMN. <laughs>